they're grown ass men and there's no need to be soft about it. Or it's goddamn negligence. This is why you don't keep a coach that has nothing to lose and has no buy-in to your future. Did what the game plan said should win the game. I agree with you 100%. And it was squandered on a poor performance by a quarterback. Welcome to the Chicago Bears Den podcast. We've got Rick, we've got Bill, and we've got another fun episode for you. Not a fun game to watch, though. Uh, I mean... The cool first half. We 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 hung in there for an entire half. Rough third quarter, though. Bill, how are you feeling? Yeah, man. I mean, I we. It's exactly what we all felt. Me and you talked about last week. It felt like a throwaway game. You know, I still enjoyed it to be quite frank with you because I got to watch it with my dad. It's kind of like the one game a year during Christmas time. I get to watch the Bears and my dad. So. Um, you know, even though they lost, they had some flashes of brilliance. Justin looked good. So I could back up my talk with my dad and just be like, see, this guy is the man. Um, but it was more like enjoyable for me for those reasons. Uh, it felt like a throwaway game, you know, outmatched, out talented. I mean, you, you call it, I mean, dead cap room, talent gap. Um, they hung with them until, you know, four minutes to go in the third. So I'm putting that as my bright spot. Gordon and Brisker look great again. Um, yeah, those are my initial reactions, man. Just kind of a nice game to watch with your family, but got away from them at the end, but nobody cared because the drinks were flowing and you're probably walking off to go have Christmas uh, uh, brunch slash dinner um, at that time. So, Yeah, definitely. I think that it's cool to see those rookie defensive backs continue to make steps. Jalen Jones, clearly the weakest link out there, but that's not saying he's looking bad. It's just he's got some fundamental stuff. He's got to keep those eyes on the quarterback. Should have had a pick there in the fourth quarter, but all good. Uh, Let's jump right into key stats, man. Let's keep this thing moving. We're going to be quick in and out today, so make sure that you keep following the content and hit those notifications for the next episode, but go ahead with your key stat, Bill. I I had a toss-up here. It was between two for me, but I'm going to go with the elephant in the room because we got uh, done dirty by the way we generally uh, run on people. 254 is my stat, and that is 254 rushing yards for the Buffalo Bills as they trounced us um, in the rushing game to our what I believe was roughly 89 yards or so, uh, one of our uh, more dismal rushing showings. Uh, of the year. One of our more dismal showings of the year for total yards at 209 uh, to a 426. So Buffalo got it done on the ground, beat us at our own kind of game. And I wanted to highlight a few things. They had four rushers who averaged over 6.6 yards per carry. Four, including their quarterback. So if uh, if we didn't know what it looked like to get beat the way we generally like to beat people this year, um, when we do finish off a game, We got it done to us. And um, the one thing I will highlight about those rushing yards is it looked like nobody on that defense was interested in tackling other than anybody in the secondary. And um, by the time they get there, it's a lost cause. So uh, that was rough to watch the defense kind of at the end of the game. Lots of missed tackles, lots of mistakes, you know. Yeah, to uh, 
tag into that comment, uh, they only had five people run the ball. So four of the five people that ran the ball had over six yards per carry. So, yeah, it, it, it wasn't fun um, watching our team just kind of fall apart. They just missed their gaps, the linebackers especially. But, I mean, we've talked about it all year. That defensive line isn't getting run-stop penetration. They're not getting pass rush. I mean, what I, did we have more than one sack? I know Brisker had a sack, but I don't think a defensive lineman had a sack at all. So, no, they did not. We only had yeah. one sack. Yep, and they had two. So Justin got kept relatively clean due to his own theatrics. But um, no, you're right, man. Only one. Yeah, uh, and then on the other side of your uh, key stat, my key stats eleven. 11 rushing yards for Justin Fields. They were able to keep that spy disciplined. They were able to make sure that Justin couldn't break a big one like he normally does. And that kind of kept us at bay running with Herbert and Montgomery. And they figured out a way to stop that after the midway through the second quarter about. So it's tough to get dominated that way at the line of scrimmage, but you know, it's not surprising. So Time to move on to the Lions. (laughs) No, I mean, and and let me just say this. Um, There's some bright spots that can be found in this. But one thing I need to say to everybody, because I've heard it on some of the podcasts I listen to. I've heard it on the radio several times. uh, People treating this game as though we and the Buffalo Bills were some sort of equals. We are not, everybody. They're on their way to the Super Bowl. They're... Well, they have exact opposite records, 13 and three versus three and 13. And I think that shouldn't be lost on everybody in this. And we have not much to play for in a season where we validated the one true thing that we needed to and found some bright spots along the way. So um, I just want it to be, you know, as we talk about this game, not so much meaning anything, it can mean something in the opposite direction if we all overreact to a game which we probably shouldn't have been in in the first place so i just want that to be said in this space not that you did it rick but it kind of tailored to your point there but we all got to be careful about expectation because they were truly outmatched here i mean this team is you know they're four years ahead of our timeline so it just needs to be stated yeah I think that, uh, first of all, I'll, I'll just say that the records are 12-3 and three and 3-12, three and 12, unless you're giving your predictions early for this Lions game. But uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not that we need to just say, hey, we expected this and move on. We, we do have to... Definitely key in, as we've been saying for the last several weeks, on those rookies. We got to make sure that every single snap matters and that we are taking advantage of this time. And that's why Justin's still playing this week and we're not taking care of his health, but making sure that he can progress. That's why they probably shut down Jalen Johnson, to be honest. They're probably pretty sure on Jalen Johnson and want more looks at Jalen Jones and Blackwell. So that you bring up a point that I want to kind of dig into before we move on. I know you want to talk second half defense because it's been a sore spot all year. But 
You, you mentioned shutting down Jalen Johnson. So I just want to pose this question to you. Because if I were maybe a front office who were interested in procuring the number one pick with the Texans beating uh, the Tennessee Titans and now only one victory away from supplanting us and the two and flipping us to number one. Um, do you feel a little front office tanking here, Rick? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I think that there's just too many competitors there that aren't tanking. There was some questionable play calling in a few games that made me feel almost like we were. But, you know, I, I got to say, I think based on the positivity out of that locker room still, that they're going to continue to compete. And we got two games that we hung in earlier in the year left on our schedule. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, I feel you too, man. I just, the funny thing is the Jalen Johnson to IR after he's talking about finishing the year facing all these guys and stuff. It's just like, man, that uh, maybe he didn't get that memo. Um, it, 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 that didn't sit as well with me. And then, and then you look at the bonehead decisions and some of the, the play calling toward the very end of the game. And you're like, man, if they're do which I don't think they're doing this either guys, by the way, but I have to pose the question because Boy, are we good at um, blowing a lead in the fourth quarter <laughs> or doing something to make sure we do. And again, I understand we're playing with a lot of people injured, a lot of dead cap space, chronically outmatched. So I'm really not giving them a hard time. But I had to pose the question because that Jalen Johnson to IR days after he says he's ready to take on the, the, the world's best wide receivers, uh, it smells a little interesting to me. Yeah, I, the biggest question mark to that point is the rotation that they do at the offensive line level. Like, not many teams do as much rotating on the offensive line as we do mid-game. Like, you keep your best linemen out there until they're winded, you put somebody in for a couple plays, you usually see, like, five snaps from the backup guard or something like that. But in the second half, we saw... A lot of uh, Eastland, I think it is, or Iceland, something like that. But, yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, you want to get real looks in real games. It's that time of year. This is a good game to do it in. I'm interested to see if we continue to see that kind of rotation in a game that we're still in. No, I think you're right. And I think it's more the latter, like you just said. I think it's the wanting to see the talent you have, getting backups upon backups playing, right? I mean, we were we had some of the Buffalo Bills best playing against the backups of our backups on a shorthanded squad. So I really think everybody played as hard as they could. I I didn't I, I hope I didn't mean to pose that question as if the whole team is. I meant there may be some front office um you know, hey, I guess that's all right. You know, kind of, kind of talk, probably, but very much not amongst the players. And there were bright spots, guys. Valus had his best game of the year. He had some good punt returns. He caught a great catch from Justin and showed really his elusiveness. And he hung onto the goddamn ball. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad game for everybody. Uh, it, wholeheartedly, we let down. But um, you know, it was nice to see Valus show up. And Monty looked great, man. In the first half, he was running well. So, good to see as well. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I said I'm ready to give up on 
Valus Jones. He goes and makes the catch I've been asking for them to throw all season to find out if he's got anything. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that continues to go. I'm not quite going to back out of my comment, but I, I'm glad to see him get some work, and I'm glad to see him haul in a deep catch. But let's let's talk about that second half defense. We're talking about giving up leads. We went into the second half up 10-6. to six. What's going on, man? How, how does a defense stop the run so well, keep the quarterback in line so well for an entire half, and then we're giving up several 20-plus yard runs? So I wrote three points down because I knew you were going to ask me this question because they did it again. Um, so the, the points I wrote were product of the AFC's number one against the NFC's number two pick in next year's draft. It truly is. I mean, we're just in different spaces in time. Um, and there were backups of our backups truly playing. So I think that that did hurt. And you did see a lot more of the rotational style defense in the second half in the third quarter after Monty fumbles the ball and kind of puts the game into a two score zone where it's like, okay, let's test some of this talent. So I really think it's a wanting to see the talent and there's just, they, we were outmatched. It was almost noticeable. I was proud of the guys for getting the picks they did. And I thought Morrow needs to be mentioned as well as uh, Gordon as bright spots as uh, with Valus as well. But I just think it's a, it's a product of being outmatched and being without you, two of your top corners in Vildor and Jalen Johnson, too, that started the year with us, too. That's a beat-up secondary, which was still a bright spot in a depleted defense. Yeah, I know that uh, you're more in favor of Blackson than I am. He was a healthy scratch for this game. Do you think he would have made a difference in the run game? I know that Watts is better at getting after the quarterback. Is the game different if Blackson's out there? Um, no, it is not. And I, I, I agree with the call to have um, Watts out there because I want to see him more. Yeah. So both defense and offense, just curious, do you think this is a play calling issue or purely just talent backups of backups and such? Because even think- on the offense, we saw a giant dip in that second half. Yeah, but there was a protection plan in place to when Justin got banged up that changed the play calling completely too. So um, I, I, I applaud them for that. By the way, this is not a game that Justin needs to tear his arm or fuck you know anything up poorly. And I, they did a good job of protecting him. That's what it's supposed to look like when you got a quarterback playing less than a hundred percent, and then the offensive coaching staff knowing that and making adjustments. Uh, Matt Nagy could take a page out of watching the the third and fourth quarter of that game because he could have done that for Mitch and saved him some pain and heartache. So, um, no, I just don't think it's – I think it's a product of that. I really do. There's not much to this, guys. Um, The Bears played a clean game too, two penalties only. So the Bills are just better, and they are that much better. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that – Unlike most of the teams that we've seen, they were able to spy without losing anything in coverage. Their guys could cover and man well enough based on our talent 
to uh, keep the keep Justin Fields at bay. Uh, normally, that's how we open up our wide receivers, is that threat of Justin Fields, and we weren't able to do anything with that today or Saturday. No, man. One point I would like to make, because you're right, they did take Justin out of the game, and I know that we called plays that kind of kept him from running in the second half, but one thing you see in Buffalo's defense is, you know, even without Von Miller in there, the the linebacking core supports that D line so well that they're able to stay home without really losing a lot in the running game. You saw them catch up in the running game in the second half and make adjustments, shut that down and make us force us into a pass only. Um, it's just the versatility at linebacker. It was glaring when, when you then had to turn and look at our linebackers and I know they're playing their asses off and they played very well, but you know, the support both in the secondary and the, and uh, to the offense, the defensive line is impressive on the Buffalo Bills, and it's noticeable. Yeah, even without Von Miller, it's clearly one of the best defensive lines out there, maybe even the best with the step back that the Rams' defensive line has kind of taken. But it's something that, you know, we're going to have to come up with a solution for. Because as Justin gets better, other defenses are going to look at this game on how to stop Justin from running and keep the wide receivers at bay. And talent's going to be a big part of it. Free agency, the draft, we're going to have to figure some things out there to help this situation. But we're going to have to have a good solution in the uh, scheme and play calling as well. I agree, and I think that's where I... I believe Justin's continued growth in the passing game takes over and the run becomes less of a necessity. I think you're really going to see quite the evolution in his game next year um, because he knows what he needs to work on. And this year has served that purpose. So great point. And I think we only see more of the development and passing to uh, help him with the, uh, with the banged up, you know, getting banged up in the running game for sure. Yeah. But let's let's talk about these Lions. We we got the Lions coming up, lost by one point last time. Such a good game, such a clawed out battle. What do we got to do to pull off the victory? And do you want to see a victory? I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but we are one game behind the Broncos, and the Broncos have the Chiefs and the Chargers left, so it's it's uphill for them. So do we want to get a win here at the end of the season? Yeah, this is pretty messed up. I always want to win, but you are right, Rick. Uh, Us also winning helps the Packers make the playoffs. So um, I don't know what I want here. (laughs) Um, But I think that I think you're going to see the rivalry show up here. I really do. Uh, Regardless of banged up injuries, whatever. Detroit's played us tough, and, and and Rick just asked me what we need to do, get over that one-point hump to beat them because we lost last time, 30-31. to 31. My snide remark is uh, hit your extra points. But um, but what I will say is how we get over that hump with Detroit um, is just continuing to develop on Justin's game. You know, this is going to be in Detroit, so it's going to be in a controlled environment where I really think Justin can shine, and he played a beautiful game against Detroit last time. 
And I think that we see another really big game from Justin. They are not shutting him down. There are things to see. And I fully anticipate Chase Claypool being back next week. And we're going to see that connection start to come to fruition. Because I think that's the reason that they're keeping Justin out there is to see what they have in this wide receiver room and get a little bit more information on this team. So there are going to be some fun things to watch. So I'm just going to say this. Yes, I always want to win. But if we lose... I'm going to feel the same as we lost this game. It's all right. And it just gets me closer to Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, I'm kind of taking the same same kind of look at it, Bill. I mean, as you do, I always want to see this team win. More importantly, though, I want to see this team compete. So if we have another 30 to 31 loss, I'm pleased with that. That that shows great opportunity for next year. We get some good looks at some good quality prospects uh, on our team currently. And we move forward and go play the Vikings as best as we can without Jalen Johnson. So it's, it's going to be a fun game. Anything that you see being super key to us winning this game? I mean, it's the same thing I've been harping on for the last seven weeks. It's it's the D-line getting pressure. And if it's got to be blitzes from the secondary, we're sending Moro on a blitz every now and again. I'm fine. Do it. Because we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. We're not going to the playoffs. And I need Allen Williams to consistently dial up blitzes and see what we really have in some of these guys rather than shell covering for so long that we're out of the game. And then by the time we start blitzing, it's like, you know, was that a product of the coverage? Are they are they just, you know, throwing the ball? Are they just running the ball and it's not working? So I just really want them to mix it up. I care less about the W in this than I do seeing who we're going to retain. I don't want questions around this D-line when we leave this game and the game with Minnesota. Yeah, for me, it's all about protecting the ball. I mean, we showed that we can be real close without getting the quarterback. So it, we just can't turn over the ball. We got to win by two in the turnover battle probably, and then we can win this game. But give me your uh, score prediction, and then we'll get back to celebrating our way to the new year. Yeah, man, I am going to – this is probably going to get the Bears the win, so I apologize for those of you that are full tank mode. But I have it 27-17 to 17 Lions. And I think they win uh, pretty handily. I think that we let down again in the second half. I think that there's, there's just going to be things that happen, I think, that are going to hurt us. And I think that we see the absence of pressure again, as we have the last seven weeks. Um, or at least not enough to get the Bears over the hump or the talent hump, if you will. So this could be dicey. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough without Jalen Johnson, but I'm going to go 27-23 Bears. I think that we can pull this one out. I think that we're going to be able to run on them. And the tough thing was stopping Jamal Williams last time. And I think... After what we just did, we're working on stopping that run all week in practice. And we're going to come out and make sure that those assignments are strong. 
Yeah, man, it's going to either way. It's going to be a good game. It's a division game. It's rivalry. It, it, it's a nice way to end the season with divisional opponents. So even when you're out of it, there's still something to watch for. And you still got that back end hatred that'll keep you from fully tanking. Uh, but no, I, I joke. I'm excited to see Justin continue to ascend. And guys, the, the question that we were begging to have answered at the beginning of this season was, do we have the guy? Yes, you have the guy. Next year's going to be awesome. Look at the, you know, look at the blueprint for Buffalo, Philly. They have, they have both done it the way we want to do it at the quarterback position. So bear down. We'll take our lumps. But, uh, you know, the sun shines ahead, guys. This is going to get better. Yeah, guys, this will be an interesting game. Should be fun to watch. I hope it's fun to watch. Oh, man, if it's not fun to watch, <laughs> that's brutal. But uh, it, we'll talk to you guys in the new year. Have a happy new year. I hope you had a very happy holidays in general. And uh, we'll see you next year. Bear down.